This episode of the Aqua Minority is brought to you by GoDaddy. Whether you have a new idea or established business, the key to success online starts with a great donor name. Because we love you, Aqua Misfits, we want to give you 30% off your order. So go to trygodaddy.com backslash Aqua Minority and start ruling the internet. Again, that's trygodaddy.com backslash Aqua Minority. Say 30%. Now let's start the show. All right. Morning. And welcome to the Awkward Minority Podcast, episode 57. I am one of your hosts, Lady Godiva, a.k.a. Everybody's Mama. <laughs> and of course, with me is my best friend, partner in crime, Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Roller. Hey, how you doing today? Hey, hey, good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I just want to say you're looking really beaut and thick today. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, okay. So confused. You, you don't act like you don't understand that blood language. <laughs> you know I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm getting, she don't get old. I, I, I'm like, I'm still confused. Like, that's about all I can do. I can't see how bloods do that, how they replace every C in the beginning of a word with a B. Right. <laughs> like, chill. Like, chilling on the bouch. You know, just be chilling on the bouch sometimes. That's about all I got. Burial. Eating some burial, the bear bears. The bear bear. <laughs> and she said, "It's Care Bear, Daddy." We don't use no, we don't use no fucking seeds in our house. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, that shit is that shit was funny. But yeah, like always, if you're listening to this podcast, be sure to share it on all social media. That is Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Tumblr. Also, make sure that you use the hashtag the awkward minority and awkward minority misfits to join in on this conversation and future conversations that pertain to this podcast. So while you're listening, go ahead and throw up that screenshot, post it on Twitter, post it on Facebook, or wherever you go. And make sure you tag us in it. That is the awkward minority on all social media, except for Twitter, which is the minority awkward. Maybe we should get into. We feel like we should get into an announcement right now. Okay. Well, if y'all didn't notice that, if y'all didn't notice the past week, is that the awkward minority dot com is now the destination site for the awkward minority podcast. So can we get a clap for that, please? Yeah, y'all cool, y'all the shit, yeah. So, you can go there. So, not only can you go there to see past episodes, including this episode, you also can get information about the episodes. We do show notes. So, like I said, when you talk about the podcast, we'll find it, we'll screenshot it or whatever, and we'll throw it in the post about the show. So, you'll be able to see the post notes. We're also going to be talking during the week about what went into the episodes or shit we found funny for the episodes. So, you can check back and check those out. You'll also be able to see our awkward vibes playlists, which are sponsored by Apple Music. So make sure you check those out. Go buy some of that music. Go listen to it or whatever. I think we're on we're on um we're on fifty six. We're on awkward minority fifty six. So check that out. We just recently posted that. So check that out. And also, because we love y'all so much, we have fan merch now. So you can now get you an awkward minority podcast T shirt. Because we know you love the logo so much. So wear proud. Be a loud misfit when you wear it. So go ahead and get you some of that merch. It's, all, it's available on theawkwardminority.com. 
so excited. Yeah. I love the layout. I love the layout. And I have to give the Misfits a huge shout out because I, I, I'm loving the interaction, you know, the feedback, um, the love is just amazing. It feels good. It feels good to know that our Misfits are ride or die. <laughs> They riding that so. we dying that we all dying on hills this week. We'll get to that. The misfit misfits. We are gonna talk about insecure. We're gonna get to that. Don't worry. We're gonna get to that. So we all die because we all dying on the subject. Also, while we on the subject of dying on hills, let's be clear. Dre runs the Instagram. I may post something from time to time, but all that stuff over the weekend, all this, all this bashing of Lawrence, that's been Dre. So. Stay the fuck out of my mentions with this. Like, yo, dog, I thought you was teen. I thought you was Lawrence Hive, my nigga. Like, dudes is like really in my. I'm like, listen, bruh. Listen. Yeah, I said, bruh, not cuz. No, buzz. Listen, buzz. I don't. <laughs> I don't post. I didn't. I didn't post none of y'all already know how I get rock. So, all that is Dre. So, with all that frustration y'all got, send it Dre's way. D R E 24. On um, Instagram, so send that, send that hate her way. Leave me alone. Y'all know how I get down. They, they, boy. A lot of y'all, but the, a lot of y'all actually are Team Issa, which is funny because that most of them posts are getting a lot of likes. But we're not gonna talk about that. What we're gonna talk about right now is about Lady Godiva and her thuggish ways. What I do? Tell them about how, tell them about what happened to you a couple weeks ago at the ATM. Oh, I almost forgot. Um, she was too busy trying to. Uh, she was about to get into insecure. She was about to go into it. Had to catch her. We're gonna say that for later. Right. Okay. So you know what had happened was <laughs> I was going to the bank. You know, get that money, money, money. Hey, round money. Ali, 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 Get a round money. So I um, worked at the bank. You know, Meager, like, military people, they teach you, you know, you have to watch your surroundings. So, of course, I'm paranoid because, of course, I had my babies with me and I was by myself. And I drive to the bank, to the, the drive through ATM. But before I get to it, I noticed that there's an SUV um, that was supposed to be going through the light to go somewhere else, but they didn't. Um, because as soon as I pulled up to the ATM, uh, that SUV came around in front of me and like parked, not even in the parking space. They kind of blocked me like as if I cannot get out. Like I'm not a thug, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> like you about that life. You blood. <laughs> they don't know we blood. Cause we blood, bloods, buzz. We're not, we're not really blood. We're not really blood. I know. I'm just kidding. So, um, anyways, I normally, I don't, people could feel me. Short people could feel me on this. When you go drive to the <laughs> ATM, you kind of pull up so close to it because you don't want to be that dumbass, like, opening the door, you know, and hopping out. It, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of going to the through the drive through ATM. So anyways, I do that for two reasons. A, because I'm short, and B, so that I can block uh, the side where I'm pulling out the money so nobody can get slick and try to rob me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways, this SUV comes, pulls up in front of me, 
And this guy gets out of the passenger seat and he proceeds to walk towards me. Now, I'm over here thinking the doors are locked, the windows are not all the way open to where he could put his arms in. You know, I'm not thinking anything of it, but he just, he gave me this look. And this look was like, okay, get become mama bear right now. <laughs> and uh, he, he walked on the truck and he goes and, and goes behind it. But I think he realized, either he realized that it's blocked to where he can't get to me to get the money, or he had a change of heart because he saw Janelle and Jacob. But when he walked away, he went back to the truck and instead of going the way he came out, he went in through the back passenger's door and just stood there. And um, so I finished the transaction and I left. And when I left and I went around, they never went to the ATM. They were they were sitting there and it, oh, I forgot to tell you. So there's two ATMs where you can stand at and then there's a drive-through ATM. And they were closer to the stand up, you know, where you could stand and get your money uh, ATM than they were to me. But for some reason, they they didn't get any money. So they, I, I'm convinced he he was trying to rob me, but had a change of heart. <laughs> I'm thankful. Looking so like he about to hit a lick. He about to hit a lick. Shout out to Cardi B. <laughs> Not just like, yo, he 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 don't know who he was fucking with. He must not know you a badass. Like he he really didn't understand that he was setting himself up. To get fucked up because what he thought because I already know you I know you I know you like the back of my hand if somebody tried to take something from you you're going to not first of all you're not going to allow them to do it secondly you're gonna like you're gonna fuck him up like he thought he thought man please he thought he was gonna grab that money and run off or try to knock you down you would have bowled his ass over and I'd have been laughing because it'd have been a security they would you would have sent me the security footage from the ATM of you whooping his ass. You must don't know you. You ain't playing. You ain't playing with these people out here in these streets, man. But it's it's crazy because I wasn't even scared. I'm not even trying to be funny or like to sound like I'm I'm a tough person. But you are tough. I was not, like, he got nothing on me because the doors are locked. Everything's locked. Just hopefully he didn't have a weapon. <laughs> Other than that, you know, you know, man up. <laughs> yeah, Lady Godiva don't man. Lady Godiva don't play. She she's short. I'm short too, so let me not say it like that. Short people don't fuck around. Short people don't fuck around. We closer to the devil. So we don't got time to be fucking around with you. We gonna fuck you up. Can you just take me to the devil? Oh my goodness. I seen that one time. It was like that's why short that's why short girls mean cause they closer to the devil. Whenever Janelle and Jacob are around me and stuff like that happens, I just, I have, to, I can't show any fear whatsoever. Like, I just poker face. <laughs> He'll know, get fucked up. He'll got fucked up. He'll got fucked up. Like, I would, I, oh, Lord, I'm glad, I'm glad you're okay. But that would have been too funny to see him get fucked up. Because I fully have confidence that you would have beat him up. Like, no question about it. I would have ran him over. <laughs> Yo, he would have been, he would have got, oh, man. They would have had you on the news. This brave lady. 
This brave lady escapes the jaws of death. Watch as she proceeds to beat this man, this assailant up at the ATM, and then gets in her car and for good measure runs him slap over. This is a, a pretty open and shut case. This woman is a warrior. Oh my goodness. That would have been yeah, too that, funny. That was an experience. <laughs> Speaking of experience. All right. I think I think at this point at this point um Sizzle just need to make us some intro music because we keep on talking about it on the podcast. We keep on giving her all this promo. So she need to just go and hook us up with some with some um with some intro music. You know, we'll take anything you got. Anything you got, girl. You can just sing. You can just I'm telling you, you can just sing about anything. You can sing about being stuck on the side of the road. We will happily take it and throw it at the beginning of the podcast. Right. What you yeah. got? Just harm yeah. Just girl, you actually don't even sing. Just go. Hmm. You know, just harmonize like me, 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 me. Bless us, girl. Bless, bless us, bless it for the culture. Do it for the culture. But yeah, oh, but um, so, but but SZA is up for best new artist in the MTV Music Video Awards. So make sure that you go to VMAs. Dot, dot mtv dot com and vote for her for best new artist. You can also vote for other categories such as best direction of a video. I don't know why it's not called best director. That's the shit they called it. Um, video with a message, best rap song. You can also vote for best rock song. Yo, yo, these rock songs that's nominated like rock is dying. I love foo I love the foo foo fighters. And I love I love Green Day and Fall Out Boy, but it's like where the new bands at? Yeah. It was like Coldplay. I'm like this. I'm like I'm like I'm like rock is dying. I love rock, but anyway, you can vote. You can vote. You can vote one time a day, and you can vote all the way up to the VMAs. So make sure that you get out and you vote for SZA because SZA deserves to win. I don't even remember who's in the category with SZA, but it wasn't Cardi B. So we have no conflicts of interest. Cause Cardi B, I fucks with Cardi. Yo, I love how like a couple weeks ago we was talking about Cardi B, Bodak Yellow, mm-hmm. and people was like, "Oh, that song, okay." And now everybody like that song is the song of the year. Like Kevin Hart and um, Ludacris playing it, Sway Lee playing it. like it's everywhere. Like Cardi B is glowing the fuck up, and I'm proud of her. Like I know her, I don't know her, but you know she's glowing the fuck up out of here. I like it. Right, doing you know, it. Um, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I don't know. Just doing your damn thing. So, Cardi B, shout out to you. But SZA, we want that intro music. All I got is these broken clocks. I ain't got no time. Just burning daylight. Still love, still love. Nothing but love for you. Nothing but love. I don't sleep. My favorite part of that song is like, You gonna make me late for work again. Like... Who the fuck sings that? Like, who the fuck just sings you gonna make me late for work again? <laughs> All that I got. That's who. Sorry, I'm nine. Like, like, I'm, that, that's all we need, some shit like that. Or, sis, let me get on a song with you, Sizzler. I don't, I don't actually, I wanna do one, I wanna do one R&B song before I die. And I wanna be like, it's, it's either Erica Badu or like some Sizzler. I would say Trey. Yo, shout out to Trey. Trey is like currently shooting his shot at Holly Berry. Oh, 
we wish him very much luck in that pursuit of trying to get Holly Berry. I wrote, yeah. a, I wrote an article a while back about how, how Holly Berry is not the finest woman in the universe, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> Shameless plug. You can, oh. fi- you can find you can find it on my blog. It's planetofthesancoin.com S-A-N-Q-U-O-N You can find that blog post, and I still stand by it to this day. That those 25 right. women are bad. And it's no disrespect to Holly Berry. It's just she's she's fine, but it's like y'all be acting like she's the baddest. Anyway, damn. I hate when I hate when you try to give a person a compliment and then you end up shitting on them because that didn't have Holly Berry didn't ask for that. I'm sorry, Holly. If you're listening, I'm sorry. But you're still not the baddest. Go check out that list. But yeah. Yo, why nobody talking about Trey Song's album though? Singing oh, the Trey. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want nobody else but you. Ooh, I, I. I'm like, what's up, what's up, what's you? Yo, his his new album, Tremaine, the Playboy Playboy Tremaine, whatever, is I've been listening to it since it came out, and it came out a while ago. But nobody's like talking about it or nothing. I haven't seen it's it's weird. It's like Trey is like really low on him. And I need him to not be low because it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite artists of Trey songs. And when that thing go, I just bring that thing back. Yeah. But I don't like that number. Huh? You know something we forgot, and I can't believe we forgot it. What we forgot? Um, you were talking about rock bands earlier, and Chester Bennington. Yo, rest in peace to Chester Bennington, man. I, I, I hate when things like this happen in the middle of like the like stuff like this always happens after the podcast happens. So then people go, "Oh, y'all never talked about." It. I'm just like, "Well, we record, we record on." T- Inside the studio here, we record on Tuesdays. We don't record on Wednesdays. We don't record Wednesday. Do you think we record at like eight o'clock on a Wednesday and then put it out at ten? Anyway, oh. but yeah, rest in peace to Lincoln Park, man. Lincoln Park is like one of those bands where even if you didn't like them, you had to heard some of them. You had to at one point in your life, you have to have like one Lincoln Park song. That's how great of a band they are. I know, like it's so sad. I mean, he's touched so many hearts. Like, even mine, you know, um, especially when I was living in South Carolina, I was listening to Lincoln Park, and uh, he just had so much passion in his voice. I mean, he was crying out for help, but a lot of people weren't we're not yeah, about, listening. Yeah, I about to say, a lot of his, um, a lot of his, a lot of Lincoln Park's music really is, um... Not self-deprecating, but it is a cry for help. And without, without just just to be clear, Aqua Misfits. I was not talking about Lady Godiva when she said that we missed the opportunity to talk about. It. I was just talking about people in general. Right. Just to be clear. I wasn't talking about you. You were talking about we missed it when we were just talking about it. I don't know. Just doing some housekeeping. But yeah, he is a credible. He is a credible person. I don't. I'm not going to do that thing where we go just to people. I'm just going to say, if you feel like you're suicidal, you can reach out to us. You can call the suicide hotline. If you just feel like you need somebody to talk to you, then reach out to the hotline because I'm not going to tell you it gets better because I don't know. I don't know what's going on in your fucking life. So I'm not going to do that. I'm say you reach out to the hotline if you're feeling suicidal because pain is pain. So I'm not going to tell you how to deal with your pain. You gotta, you gotta just find a reason to live. That's my thing. You have to find a reason to live. That's my whole thing about the thing. It's like I'm not gonna tell you, oh, it gets better, because I don't know what's going on in your life. 
But it's like if it's something you can control, then by all means, don't take your life. Because when you take your life, you're taking you're taking a, you're taking away you're taking away a life that a lot of people loved. Yeah, you're you're taking yourself out of the equation, like away from your your family, your parents, your love, you know, friends, people that look up to you. Um, I mean, we're we're in this together. So, just like Jesus Shuttlesworth said, you could either email us or, you know, at us at any of the social networks or, or call the hotline. Just keep your heads up. We're in this together. Just do something. Because, like, again, I don't know not it gets better, but we can help you cope with whatever's going with. There we go. I don't know not it gets better, but we can help you cope with whatever you're going through. We can at least be there for you. We don't have all the answers, but somebody listening to you is probably what you may need. So just reach out because we got you. Exactly. Aqua Minority. Rest in peace. All day. <laughs> you know who? Uh, yo, you know we're really bad at the book club, right? <laughs> because Lady Godiva will be starting a little book club and then she'll tell nobody what book she's reading and then she'll just pop up with the book and you're like oh well shit we are, are we supposed to be reading the book like she just read like she just currently finished like a couple um I'm gonna say you just currently finished because if I actually say when you finish the book they could be like okay so are we not doing the book club or not she just currently finished reading Kevin Hart's book um, the I Can't Make This Stuff Up book. It's actually, you know, despite of what's going on in the media right now about Kevin Hart, um, you know, or whether or not you like him as a comedian, you when you read this book, you have to respect his hustle, his, his mind frame when it came to, you know, accomplishing his goals, um, sticking to being consistent, being passionate about it. Um, even when people didn't believe in him, he believed in himself. And the, the, the uh, strategies that his mother used as a child, he, he you know, utilized it as an adult as far as like being strict and um, having a, a schedule that you're constantly on the move. And, and um, I've gained a lot of for him in, in that aspect and the fact that he wasn't afraid to talk about the real deal in his life like he 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 said when he was wrong and he said the things that you know bothered him or made it, it was considered a, an experience for him and in, in everything that he did with his family his parents you know his brother his uh, children his ex-wife, his current wife. Um, it's, it's interesting. The, the whole behind the scenes, just like the Defiant Ones, the, the series with Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine, like, you really don't know the work people put into their craft. You only see when they become famous. Like, you don't, you don't see all the work it took to get there. And it all it did was um, 
inspire me to keep going and like motivate me, you know. And because um, you know we have po- we have passion over here. We have deep passion for poetry, for the arts, um, for music, for for everything art <laughs> and um, fashion, you know. So what the- um, it's really important to be able to read stuff like that. Because sometimes it's discouraging, you know, we're not going to lie about that because the lack of support, um, you know, the people that don't see the vision the way you see it, you know, you, you can see the, the, the um, outcome before you even start the project. And, and people don't realize that they're like, if they don't see proof or, you know, anything documented or um, the layout of it. They're just not going to go with what you you say, you know. And um, but yeah, it's pretty pretty good book. I recommend it. You know. Um, what part What part of the book stood out to you the most? Like, what was a moment that you read? If you could talk about it, what was a moment you read and you was like, "Damn, that was really powerful." Um, the part where. He was discussing his, okay, his, okay, he didn't even think that he could be a comedian at one point. He was just like, really? You guys think I'm funny? So one step led to another, and he started performing at local clubs. And um, this old guy, or older guy, um, gave him constructive criticism, and it stood out to me the most because you don't find that honesty in this world as often as before because people are overly sensitive now and they just they're like oh you you know you don't know what you're talking about blah 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 but but the fact that he he took that constructive criticism and and um took the advice of this older man and and stayed after it one thing after another just kept performing, kept performing, kept performing. I didn't even realize how much it took. Like, I, I know because we work hard, you and I work hard, but I just didn't think it was, like, day in, day out. You got to live it. You got to breathe it. <laughs> you have to dream it, like, all of it. And um, the thing that stood out to me the most, because it's relatable, I think is... The more people didn't believe in him, the more he strived to get there. And and I feel like that's the case for us. You know, when, when people throw shade and stuff like that or don't comprehend what, you know, what we're about, it, it's, it's more of like turning that negativity into positivity and... and taking that extra step that's what stood out to me the most like it you know he dealt with a lot with his his mom and dad especially his father his father was on drugs and um just didn't care about anybody but himself and um but yeah it it was it was the disbelief of people that (laughs) going yeah people i mean seriously like you know, when when you have a dream and you know your soul is thirsty for more, is hungry for more, 
you're not gonna stop. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> but you know that discouraging time or that period when it's like you know, like with him, you know, people were telling him you're not funny. You know, and, and then, you know, and, and that's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kevin Hart is funny. Kevin Hart stand up is funny. His movies is just. It's not. It's not. Mm. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. That don't sound like a lot of people. I tell a lot of people, it's like, I don't watch Kevin Hart movies, but you have to respect his grind because Kevin Hart has been trying to come up for the longest time. Kevin Hart probably been trying to come up way before he was even on this, this one show I watched, which was um, Undeclared. It's a spinoff of the cult classic Freaks and Geeks. And he's on and he's on Undeclared. And I think Undeclared was like the early 2000s. And he was a nobody. So it's like to see him part. Because he didn't get his. He didn't get this notoriety and success. Till around like 2011, 2012, 2010. One of those. So it was like. In between that time you first see him on screen to the time that whereas he's all over the world, that's ten years. On top of the on top of the years he probably already put in. So it's like this is not this is not like I tell a lot of people, this is not a race. Like the quicker the faster you get it, the quicker you lose it because you're not used to it, because you're getting sprung into the spotlight, so you haven't been able to make your mistakes. That's why when a lot of people Talk about talk about old people doing things. It's like the older you get, the more your art should, the better your art should be. Like look at Jay Z. Some people saying that four, four, four is his best album to date, and that's because of the maturity level to understand how to articulate yourself better in a in a song as opposed to being nineteen. Like night, like your first album and. Your first album and your fifth album to sound nothing alike because you have grown as an artist. And that's why, like, I just, that's like I don't I don't really watch Kevin Hart movies, and there's no knock to him. They're just all the same. Like, I'm probably going to watch Jumanji because I love Jumanji, but all his movies are the same. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna knock the man hustle. Him outside of movies, he seemed like a pretty nice person outside of movies. Like, y'all tried to slander this man to my heel cheating on his wife. He ain't even addressed the shit. He was like, yo, I'm with my wife right now. I'm with Ludacris right now. I'm with Spanky right now. We on we on vacation. What the fuck you talking? You know, fuck all that. No, we ain't even listen to that shit. Because which is really funny because I don't I don't indulge in rumors, but that shit pissed me off. And you know, I'm not even a Kevin Hart fan. They got Kevin Hart talking to two women in a car. That's all he was doing was talking to him. And it was like the middle of the night. They're like, oh, he's cheating. He's definitely cheating on his pregnant wife. And it was tra- they was dragging him through the mud. And now nobody, nobody's apologizing to him this week. Nobody's saying, I'm sorry, yo, we fucked up. Like, people just wanted to drag this man just to drag this man because men are trash and all that other bullshit. But ain't nobody saying nothing about it this week. When when it come to find out, y'all was, not only were y'all wrong, y'all were completely out of line. Y'all took right. a shot at a man's character because he was talking to somebody in the car. I can see if he was tonguing this woman down, he was just talking to them in the car. And if he gonna cheat on somebody, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't do it in a fucking car. Right. <laughs> like I got oh, y'all got me out here defending Kevin Hart. But anyway, I don't I don't even gonna talk about that. But what I was about to say was my favorite Kevin Hart story has to be the one about his mother and the, and how his mother how he was about to get evicted out of his um apartment and his mother said, Well, did you read your Bible? And he was telling his mother, Yeah, I read my Bible. I, I read my Bible all the time. He was telling his mommy to read his Bible. 
But, you know, he was like, I read my Bible, but y'all, I'm about to get kicked out of my apartment. He was like, baby, just read your Bible. He was like, why, why, why would I, why, what I, I'm getting kicked out of my apartment. What the Bible going to do for me? So he kept on saying that, like, he getting, he's going to get kicked out every conversation he had with her. And she kept on saying to him, well, baby, just read your Bible. And come to find out, he gets kicked out. Well, he get a, I think he gets evicted or about to get evicted. And he, um, finally, he finally, he's like moving. I, yeah, he got evicted. He's moving out. And he finally opens the Bible. And his mom had like his rent paid. Like all the checks was in the Bible. So if he would have just read the Bible, which, which is, which is funny. If he would just con step to his constant prayer, he would have been, he would have been able to pay his rent for the year because his mother had already paid the rent for the year. Um, yeah, it was a whole year, and I, that's the type of support, like, it's not about the money, it's just like, here baby, you got your whole, here's a whole year worth of rent, go pursue what you, you know, your dream, and then, and she said, you got a whole year, and if you don't do it, you gotta go to school, and, and he respected that, and she, and, you know, just, oh, goodness. <laughs> it's always amazing to see this type of stuff. You be seeing nine year olds or like um businesses. Shot the um shot the good bee lemonade. That that that's an amazing young girl. She got a, um her own franchise now and shit because her parents believed in her. But yo, tell me why the other day in Walmart I ran into an ex um intern of a magazine that I shall not say. Oh, how did that go? Okay, let me give y'all some backstory before I tell you. So, I used to be an editor of a magazine that I would not say because we're not going to talk about that because one of these people digging up shit and then asking me questions about the stuff they dig up. Just know we got them connects. Justin, if you're listening, we got them connects, bro. Like, I was wondering how we got the Jay-Z album early. It's because we in Illuminati. I'm joking. We're not really. <laughs> Look, you got quiet as fuck. You said, nah, I ain't even joining that joke. We're not really in Illuminati. We got the glitter all over our body. No, but no, nah, seriously. It's, it's because of our connects from the industry. Like, we are, at the end of the day, we still are industry people. So, we have to see these people we be talking about. That's why I be talking so slick. Like, run up on me. You want to. Anyway. So, when I was an editor, before I stepped away from the magazine life, because I told y'all print was going to die, and print did die. Shit, digital media in print, uh, digital media for magazines is practically dying. Anyway. I wouldn't just say I predicted all that stuff. Anyway. So, when I was, a, when I was the editor-in-chief or whatever... We had interns, and mostly when you was an intern, I let you do whatever you wanted, whatever article you wanted to do when you were an intern, because you're not getting paid. And then we sending you all over the place. We got, I never made, we never made intern. Well, I mean, I never made interns get coffee. But you know, interns, you got to do a lot of shit. You had to do a lot of shit, but you also got to meet a lot of people that you normally wouldn't meet. Like, like you'll be in the building, and DMX might walk in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. It was this one particular intern. We're not going to say her name. We're going to give her a name. We're going to call her Bridget. Bridget was very eager to always interview the rappers. And I used to be like, oh, maybe she just loves rap music, right? But her but her writing was not up to par to be interviewing nobody. We just we just need some daily content part. We just needed her to do daily content. But she always like, I want to interview the rappers. What well, can I go along on the interview? That would that was should that should have clicked in my mind like something wrong. So she was like, Can I go along with the rappers? I think it was like um Travis Parker. No, what's what's the name? What what's the boy name that made um 
all the way turned up. All the oh. all the all the way turned up. Not 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 Roscoe Dad's. The people, the one that air, the, the version that everybody listens to. Travis Porter, Travis Porter, yo, shout to them. Yo, I ain't never been drunk, but I been drunk. Uh, I ain't never been this drunk. Y'all gotta watch. Y'all gotta watch Travis Porter old YouTube videos. They was like drunk at. He was like smoke. I don't, I don't even remember none of the name. I think his name was Smoke Quayley. Quayley Quayley was drunk at the Waffle House, and then fool said, "I ain't never been drunk." I don't even think that's his name either. He said, I ain't never been that drunk, but if I been drunk, I ain't never been that drunk. I ain't never been that drunk. I ain't never, like, you know, he, he, he's fucked up. So then the waitress walks up, and she asks and she asks him what he want, and he goes, what, what come on a sausage biscuit? What come on a sausage? And she goes, what? And they, and they, everybody looking at each other like, does this nigga just ask what comes on a sausage biscuit? Like he was super drunk. This man really said, "It's it's hold on, scooting that." Transporter, Transporter makes some good music. I wish I still knew their name. They was big. They was very big supporters of um when I used to do um two in the shirt tits, two in the shirt when I used to when I used to work when I used to collaborate with them or whatever. They uh-huh. they was big supporters. We had did a campaign with them. Ooh, I should know their names. <laughs> I should know their names. But whatever, whatever. They ain't got nothing to do with none of this. So she really wanted to go meet them. So we had one of the writers go, and I was like, just tell me what she do. So he was like, while we was there trying to do the photo shoot and interview, she was all up on them trying to get to know them. He said, get to know them. He was he was, he was very suburban. So he he didn't know the lingo. I was like, she was trying to get to know them. She was like, the history. Basically, she was a rap groupie, and she was trying to get pregnant. By rappers, well, okay. yes, because I had a conversation with her, cause you know, like, cause, cause you work so close with people you work with, cause it's like, okay, you gotta go places with us. So she was, I think we was, which is, which is, which comes back to the whole thing. We was in, we one time had to go get some for a photo shoot, and we was in Walmart, and this dude tried to say something to her in Walmart, and she goes. Ugh, ugh. And I was like, oh, what's wrong with you? You didn't, you, you know, you were interested in a dude, which is fine. You don't have to be interested in every man that speaks to you. But she goes, no. And I was like, oh, okay. Then my, all I said was, oh, okay. I left it alone. She goes, how you going to be shopping at Walmart thinking you could talk to me? And I was like, huh? And she was like, yes. She was like, then she gave me her criteria. She said, I do not date, mind you, she's snapping her neck. She said, I do not date men that will shop at a Walmart. Don't bu- don't bust the bubble yet. Don't 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 but don't listen. Don't bust the bubble yet. Plus he said, I do not date men that shop at a Walmart. I do not make men that do not make seven figure. You know, I do not. They have seven figure that ain't making money. They ain't got no car. She said that ain't got no car. Ain't got no house. Ain't got no vacation home. She got all this criteria for men. I mean, it's stacked the fuck up. Mind you, you're an intern, so you ain't even getting paid. So it's like. Your criteria, which is your criteria, is very high. You need you need a tall dude. He got to do this. He got to have this. He got to have that. This, you know. So ba- my, so basically, you you got your internship for you could try to trap your um ball player. Mm-hmm. So eventually, you know, eventually she flushed out because 
Again, your content wasn't good. It wasn't even that you were trying to hit on the damn basketball, you know, other, other damn artists. Because it's like if you really wanted to snag your artist, how about you get good? How about you get so great at writing that we that we have to send you out? Because all bullshit aside, if you're great at your job, I'm gonna let you do your job. I don't care what your side shit is. You don't you don't want to date a man from Walmart? Cool. I don't give a fuck. You can stay single forever. <laughs> you know. So it's like if you you she shorted her hustle. By being bad at her job, you should have been good. That way, you would have been able to meet all these people. So fast forward till the other day when I seen her at Walmart. At Walmart, she done lost the little figure she had. She got t- she don't got one child, but she got two children. So I was like, oh, which is nothing wrong with having children. But here's the kicker. I said, oh, so um, you know. You know, I'm I'm basically trying to fish around because I remember all this criteria you have for your man. Why your dude walk up and he looks like a goddamn soccer? He look like a soccer dad with three bill bellies. <laughs> I was oh, crying. Man. I was like, I was like, I'm, in my head, I was like, oh, he must be rich. And then he, but then again, he wasn't rich. You asked me, do you got a job? You asked me. Um, she she said something along the lines of, um, you know, do you have any um opportunities that you think I could do anything like as far as jobs go? And I'm like, huh? It slipped out of my mouth, and I feel bad for saying it. I was like, I was like, don't you got money bags right here? Cause I'm just assuming, I'm just assuming any dude with you, he gotta be making bank, right? Remember, money. Remember, your dude need to have X, Y, Z. He can't shop it. He, your dude can't shop at Walmart. I don't know why. I mean, I don't care if I got billions. If Walmart got something cheap in there, I'm buying it from Walmart. How dare, how dare that dude in Walmart hit on me? Blah 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 blah. Then, yo, your husband over here looking like his shirt, his shirt, like his his shirt struggling to break free. Asking all them questions, assuming. <laughs> I was crying. I was like, I guess they're planning to work out for you. Your husband was, your husband was looking like, and no disrespect to him but he was looking trash i'm like that nigga was looking trash i'm like you don't let yourself go he looking trash i'm like y'all looking like two y'all look like two bumpkins I, it was it was funny i should have asked to take a picture with her <laughs> like for old time's sake i'm gonna post it for old time's sake because she was a nice girl but it's just like your ideals was all kind of fucked no you didn't say for old time's for old times sake, like, man, I ran to one of the interns. Because normally when you run to an intern, it's like, Javaris, I love you. You gave me an opportunity to do something great. You know, I see. I love how everybody that runs into me know everything that we're doing. Like, I love what you're doing right now. I see you still doing this, that, and the third. You know, everybody everybody love everything. But not this one. This one looking like she just hate life. And that shit was funny. Nah, I don't think she hate life. But her life is very different from the way she imagined it. I thought that'd be pretty practically. This. I thought it'd be funny. I think a lot to you. That shit was hilarious. Cause she was talking so much. She it's one thing to talk about how you want a man such and such. You want a nice man. Most women say I want a nice man to treat me nice. He got he you know he makes he makes a decent amount of money so that we can live so that we can live comfortably and not have to worry about bills and shit. She said he can't he he got to be this he got to be that he got to have this that the third man bro she had so many she had a long list of superficial shit I'm like oh okay so you just want a sugar daddy you want a you want a nice looking sugar daddy 
you want to date Rico Suave. And you like, <laughs> but anyway, let's go and talk about, let's go and talk about Insecure. Let's go ahead and talk about it. You know, for a second, kind of sound like Lawrence with his four-year business plan. <laughs> I know you was going. Listen, okay, fuck you. Okay, first, what team you on? What team are you on? Oh, even, look, I'm not even. I'm neutral because you know, just like there, there's his side and her side. But the, the character that I love is Issa. <laughs> the character you love. Is this, is this pre-cheating or after cheating? What'd you say? You, you, you. That's it. I said, is this pre-cheating or after cheating? No. What do you mean, Issa? Or yes, the whole... Issa. Yes, Issa. You said your favorite character I, is Issa. I just love her. I love her. I love everything about her. Yes, you know, she was wrong for cheating on him. Yes, that was really wrong. Um, however, you don't think it was wrong for Lawrence to do not only the same, but how do you gonna walk in, get the mail, and just... Just raw dog me. <laughs> oh, so you just oh, so we just so we just switching lanes. Okay, okay, we don't we don't went from season one to season two. Okay, okay, I'm gonna get this joke. First of all, I'm nowhere near. I'm not, I'm not like learning. Okay, first of all, I rewatch episode one of season two just for we can be clear on this. He's not uh-huh. dating. Ta- he's not dating. Um, Tasha. But that's not the point. That is not the point. He's calling him Zaddy, okay? Zaddy. <laughs> so it's like, oh, so that's what we're doing now? we going from one chick to the other in, in, in a matter of a weekend? Like, Lawrence out here living his oh, best life, bro. He out here living his best. I'm just, bye, y'all. This is just, this is just jokes. I did not encourage this. This is just jokes. This is just jokes. Let me be clear. That but, is not the best life. Let me tell you. He was raw dog and she even... She'll either get pregnant or get an STD. It's one or the other. Ah, shit. Which is funny because most people was talking about how many, how how quick it was. You just like, nah, bro. Why the fuck you rod dogging these hoes? Right. It's like, what is wrong with you? You, you, you need to, <laughs> you gotta come back better. Like not. Yo. Not losing time. Nah, with that. Okay, what that was. Okay, first of all. My boy Lawrence uh-huh. hit it. My boy Lawrence hit it like Plyde. My boy Lawrence hit it and ran off like Plyde did that plug. That's what happened. But anyway, what that honestly was, was a moment of trying to regain the power structure in their battle of Red Knight. They're going to take each other back. Which is pretty funny because Lawrence doesn't know that Issa is hurting. He just know that she did something that hurt him. Because you already got history with the dude you fucked. Then it wasn't, it wasn't even, I think, it wasn't even an improvement. This nigga is like a, a aspiring producer. Lee Lawrence, like, actually has, like, some genius inside of him. He make, no disrespect to beat makers, but come on, bro. You make beats for a track. You got beats, you make beats for a dude that got shown up at a at an open mic by Issa singing Broken Pussy. How great, how great is the artist you fucking with? 
That, uh, matter of fact, remember the artist was performing. Uh, not performing. Remember the artist was recording, and he was that nigga was trash. So you out here, you out, you ain't out here cheating. You ain't out here cheating with Swiss beats. You out here cheating with trash can. You know, Hot garbage. Crazy. Okay, like I have to give that to you. The fact that yeah, see, if you gonna cheat, I mean, if you have to. <laughs> The last resort. I mean, at least go go up, like no. Exactly, because <laughs> you cheat. You cheating on him with a person who's basically in the same position as Lawrence. So it's like you just wanted to do that shit because if you honestly feel like Lawrence was not living to his potential, why would you backslide with a person that's also not living to their potential? So you're basically right. just fucking the fuck. Like it's like you you should have you should have Issa. If you notice in season two, Issa still doesn't speak up for herself, whether or not it's in the workplace or her relationship. Issa doesn't assert herself. Like I like I like the character too. I like the character when she when her when her ego takes over and it's like she's not actually talking to anybody, she's looking in the mirror, or she was doing that rap song, but she wouldn't really rap but she really wouldn't rap it to him. She was talking about cause I'm trash. I cheat on your ass. I cheat on niggas. I suggest you get this. You know, when she's like being assertive with her shit. When it was like You know something I I, lo- I love that part too. But something I wanna point out before I forget, because you know how forgetful I get. Um just because, you know, in season one, Lawrence didn't cheat physically, he was cheating emotionally. Because what that, that you know, the part where he kept going back to Tasha to get uh, that emotional support, that was, that, was, that was something Issa was not providing for him. So he was emotionally cheating on her. And, and apparently, you know, that first, uh, um, encounter at the bank. They knew each other too, so it's not like he was any better. <laughs> Yo, he's the. So she, she... <laughs> you want you want to be team you want to be team Issa so fucking bad. Look at you. You want to be team oh, trash no. ass Issa so fucking bad. Listen to me. I'm pointing out. I'm telling. I told you. I'm neutral with it because both sides are wrong. But the fact that just because he didn't physically cheat does not mean he didn't emotionally cheat. And, and, and then he had her in the back burner in the back of his mind, locked in the storage, because <laughs> right after he found out Ethan was cheating on him, he went where? He went to her. So it's like, he, he wasn't any better either. They're both, they were both wrong. Okay, and, um, but did he have her? But see, this is the thing I'm noticing about Lawrence. Did he have her in the back of his mind, or was that a person he knew he can go and relieve whatever pain, whether it was temporary at that moment? I think Lawrence is a person that gets attached to people because if you notice, his friend points it out because the show takes place, season two takes place three months after the incident of um Issa and Lawrence breaking up, and his friend is like. Yo, you know, he says it in a passive-aggressive way, but you can tell the nigga mean it. He's like, yo, you, you find a place yet? And Lawrence like, nah. Um, Lawrence is an excuse maker. Lawrence makes a lot of excuses because he seems to cling on to things. So I don't think, I honestly don't think he had her in the back of his mind. But, I mean, he it's not like he didn't think, it's, it probably, you know, he's not a blind man. He don't, Even if you were a woman, you're not going to be like, oh, she ugly. So you know she ugly as fuck, but it's like, okay. 
shit. You know, I'm going to hit her up because I already know she's already interested in me. So this would be a way for me to like, you know, let out whatever tension I got. Or, you know, your emotions are running wild. So you're like, fuck it, I'm going to fuck her. But then you grew attached to her because as his friend also pointed out, you're not really dating her. Like, nigga, you didn't even take her on a date yet. So, like, he's just fuck. He's just, he's, he's, he's confused. I think it's more of a confusion. I don't think he had her in the back of his mind like, yo, if Issa fuck up. But she did oh, give him, but she did give, she, she did give him that. But I think both Issa and Lawrence is super wrong in a lot of senses because neither one of them lift each other up in the relationship. Like neither one that was yeah. encouraging each other. That shit was that maybe, maybe because me and you operate different. I'm like that's weird as fuck. Like if I tell you I got a I got a got an interview about my app, you are gonna be like yo mother. You gonna be like you got this. You you know ain't nobody app fucking with you. You know you gonna hype me to fuck up, and I'm gonna hype you up, vice. Right? When you about to perform, I blow your damn phone up, don't I? Yep. <laughs> that whole that whole day, you probably be like, this nigga don't shut the fuck up. Like I'm hyping you be fuck up, so I'm motivating you. This Lawrence and Issa is like, yeah, I had an interview today, and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he like, how did it go with the kids? Yeah, like you know, it's like God, nigga, know, behind the you know, Okay, so with that part, when she was like, oh, okay. You know, it was like, oh, okay, another interview, what's new? Like, you know what I mean? And, but I get I get where you're coming from because Tasha was like, you you doing a damn thing. Like, you you got, I see you got savings, you know, you, you're, you're pretty much smart and stuff like that. So he, she was filling the void and, and uh, what's her name? Issa was bored. Yeah. She, she wanted she wanted to get nicked down. That's what it was. <laughs> but how about Molly? Molly is funny too. But hold on, time out, time out. The thing about Issa, if you want your boyfriend to fuck you, tell him to fuck you. Like it's like it's like it's stupid because a lot of simple shit, a lot of simple shit, which I'm noticing in a lot of people's life, just say what the fuck you feel. If you feel like yo, you you don't fuck me no more. That's what you need to openly, honestly say to that person. You don't need to tippy toe and go try to find that spirit. It's like people do not know what you want unless you tell them. Because he might not be paying it any attention. So if you bring it to his attention, then maybe he'll do something. Just like I don't like I said, they don't believe in each other. They didn't they didn't they didn't need to be together and she should have just been more responsible and just broke up with this dude because neither one of them believe in the other one. Cause I don't give a fuck how many interviews a person go on. I'ma hype you the fuck up. But yeah, my Molly is a mess. <laughs> Molly's hilarious. <laughs> yo, M Molly, yo, Molly is the girl at Walmart. No, Molly for real, she is so wrong for for doing Jared like that. Like he's a good guy, and. <laughs> <laughs> Not once, but she, twice. She, and J Jared is so nice. Like we all got to feel for Jared. Jared is a nice dude. She openly said, "Nah, fuck you, Jared. I got into you know, I got into the league, the at the league little shit. I'm gonna go fuck with them dudes. Them dudes. She find out that them dudes are no better than the other dudes on the other sites because they just trying to fuck too. So then she tried to go back to Jared, who. Who was a nice dude she'd have met at the club that night that um, Issa 
sung her infamous song "Broken Pussy." Yo, Issa, you can write us. A, you can write us a theme song. Baby, really stuffed. Baby had enough broken pussy. <laughs> Nobody wants you because you have a broken pussy. Yo, Issa, write us a write us a theme song. Let's do this. Issa and Scissor. Broken pussy. Hey, fucking pussy. I like this song. But yeah, so she meets Jared, and Jared is a nice dude. Jared ain't never did nothing wrong to her. Jared is very receptive to her friends. They love him, or whatever. And then, one night, what were they like eating or whatever at her house, at her apartment? She got a nice-ass apartment. Oh, yeah. Very nice. That apartment's fucking nice. She, She's actually... This how you know I'm old because you know this recent episode when she seen her part the um the dude that she works with I think he made well he made like six six hundred sixty three hundred or something we just gonna say that's a week we just gonna say that's a week or a month even if it ain't a week that means she that means she make at least ten thousand a month so they make so they making some good money right. so they making some good money so um. Because she makes less than him, so we're just gonna she just, we're just gonna say she make a thousand less, which women should make the same as amount as men. But so they had the I don't I don't know where the hell I'm going. So she had the they had the, his apartment at her apartment, and they talk about shit that they did in college. And she goes, "Oh well, you know, I slept with one of my professors." He like, "Oh okay, cool," you know, like he like, "Oh all right," you look, you know, you know, jokingly like, "Oh you little promiscuous motherfucker." So then she says she also had sex with a woman or whatever so she this is the thing you egg him on to answer your question then he goes well you know one time you know he let a dude suck his dick and she like from that day she didn't fuck with him no more yeah and then then try to make you know talk to him again after that it's like how many times is a person supposed to give you chances? <laughs> Bruh, that shit, you know? that shit was funny. He was like, yeah, I let, um, I let a guy go down on me. <laughs> it's just like, so are you, get, are you bi? It's like, no, I regretted it the minute, at the minute after it happened. <laughs> their, their facial expressions when they talk, it, it just says it all. It's, it's so perfect. Right. <laughs> Right, that shit had me crying because he was so serious about. Like it's like he was so calm about. It. He was like, yeah, he he um he went down on me. Yeah, it was like I regret I regretted it, but you know, he basically like that's life. I'm like I'm like oh okay I don't. Uh. But that is that is that is pretty fucked up that, as a double standard. You just you just openly admitted like yo, I I fucked the girl in college. And that should be okay with you, but he go, yeah, I let dude suck my dick, and you like, oh shit, that was the line is crossed. Nope, we getting the fuck out of here. But he ain't even fuck the dude. <laughs> and then she asked him, you know, was it a one time thing? You know, and he said it was just one time. You know, like it wasn't like he caught feelings or anything like that. So <laughs> he caught feelings. So well, at least he know he don't like dudes. Now. I mean. I already know I just don't like dudes. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to experiment with a dude to find out. I know what I like, and ain't dudes. I told my gay friend that the other day. I was like, y'all. I was like, I don't know y'all be doing that shit, bro. Anybody had no man on top of me? This one friend, he big as shit. To my head bottom, I'm like, nigga, what? 
I'm like, you're a little pretty little girl. Like, that shit's funny. That shit was funny. And we'll talk, one time we was talking about this shit at like lunch, and like the lady sitting next to us was so disgusted. But I'm like, I'm like, it's life. Shut the fuck up. Cause it was talking about, it was talking about him fucking a woman. Y'all would be all into that shit. But this dude say he fuck men, and all of a sudden it's so taboo. Like whatever. That shit was just funny because he was so big. He's so big. It's like, wow, I just can't imagine that. And that's, it's just, it's just crazy how this world works. Like, I know it's, you know, just a series, but. Nah, fuck that. It's, okay. That's the thing. That is not just the series because that's how a lot of women will operate. Like, right. like a lot of women probably think you gay because you got a lot of gay friends. Be like, oh, you hang out, you go to lunch with your gay friend. Now, women be on Twitter talking about some if you um if you go to brunch with your with your homeboys, y'all gay. <laughs> so it's like I wouldn't put it past them. It's like, oh, why would you go to lunch with somebody that's gay if you're not gay? Cause cause they they're a nice person. What the fuck? I ain't fucking everybody I know. Right. Like damn, like he, I say he gay. He, he ain't got them hitting on me. Anyway, so shout out to Lawrence High. We still strong in this motherfucker. We deep. Issa, Issa, her, her ashy, her ashy ankles. Really? <laughs> She's so Issa, so damn lost, man. Issa really think they getting back together because after um after Lawrence hit it like plies and ran off. She gonna smirk like, yeah, he coming back. Nah, motherfucker, this man, this man just did a power move on you. He putting, he putting the onus on you. He making you want him even more now. You smiling and grinning. Your Twitter was on fire for like eighteen hours. They probably still talking about this shit. So shout to Lawrence High. Just know we will be representing on Sunday at 10.30. Holla at me on Twitter at Javars is on Mars. You got um Team Issa, who really don't have that much to say. So I don't think they'll be tweeting that much on Minority Awkward on Twitter. Because because Dre, Dre didn't say nothing much but Team Issa. Because she knew it was no defense of nothing that Issa was going through that struggle date in life. Rolling over to that pillow that could have had a man there if you went cheating. Yo, this is all jokes, by the way. I just want to be clear. I don't. <laughs> I'm talking about the TV show. Oh man, so because I can. Cause I, cause I, I'm gonna say, you know, keep me talking. <laughs> she's not working. It's just the TV show. It's just the TV. Yo, we was gonna have her on here, but I was like, man. We got other shit to talk about too, so I didn't want to have a whole hour talk about insecure. But yes, like, but like, like I said, yeah, y'all should, yeah, we gonna be representing. It's just, a, it's just a TV show, and it's just jokes, y'all. So y'all gotta take it too far with them articles, y'all. Women be right. Some of y'all out here writing, cause y'all doing too much. It's just a TV show. It's seriously just a TV show. Don't be putting your personal problems into the TV show. You know, you're talking to her porn deaf ears. I know, because I don't know how the hell the TV show is about a woman cheating, but somehow the men are trash. Like, what the fuck? She the one cheating. Possum, see, y'all can't forgive Issa, but y'all forgive yourself for cheating. Like, what? Like, what? Anyway, let's get to the awkward mail. Okay, awkward mail. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the awkward mail, where you ask questions and we answer them. So, 
if you would like to be featured on next week's podcast episode, make sure you email us at jvars at planetofthesandcorn.com. That's J-A-V-A-R-I-S at planetofthesandcorn, S-A-N-Q-U-O-N.com. Or if you would like to email Miss Neutral over here, Lady Godiva, that would be Kadir at wordsbyladyg.com. That is G-H-A-D-I-R at wordsbyladyg.com. Now, before we start the Archimel, I just want to say if you're listening, Issa, we would love, love to be on the show. I don't know what we're going to do on the show. We could be ourselves. We could play somebody else. We, we would love to be on the show. So, you know, holla at your boy. And girl, she was trying to fuck around and make she was trying to fuck around and make me Issa friend on the show or some shit. But I'll play that role though because it's a TV show, so I'll play it. Put us on the show. That would be nice. That'd be cool, y'all. We're gonna be on the show for real. So Issa, hit us up. <laughs> Season three, we lit. Yeah, <laughs> awkward misfit. We could be we could be at the table like talking to some shit, or we could be doing our podcast and have Lawrence on to talk about his app that he gonna launch. Ooh, look at that! I done already wrote the script. He gonna be on our podcast, the Aquaman, you know, the Aqua Minority Podcast. He'll be like, so Lawrence, tell us about the Whoop De Whoop app and what it does, and why so many people are downloading it at a rapid rate because. It seems to just be taking over the globe. I can't go anywhere without seeing somebody on their phone looking down involved in your whoop de whoop app. So tell us more. Or actually tell us about this app that's captivating the world. See, I done already wrote the script. Issa. Hit us up, Issa. But anyway, yeah, let's get to the awkward mail. Okay, so we have two awkward mails uh, today. And they're short, so here we go. All right. What is a good, what is a good gift for my 13-year-old son from Ashley? I want to give my son a meaningful gift for his 13th birthday. I don't have any old heirlooms from our family or anything from my childhood to give him because we lost our home in a tornado when he was very young. I want this birthday to be special for him. What should I get? You want to go first with me? Go ahead. Well, the best thing the best thing you can get a thirteen year old is asking them what they want. You shouldn't. You should never try to surprise. I mean, you should. You probably have more of a feel of what to get them, seeing that as your child and you live in the house with them. But to come to us, I think that you should give them like. I don't know. We're not kids actually play with bikes anymore, but you should probably give them like a bike. If he's in the sports, you should get him something that he would cherish. If he actually, to be openly honest with you, if we're gonna be really real, when you can't go wrong, you can get him. You can get him a loot crate and just surprise him with shit every month at loot at trylootcrate.com backslash awkward minority. But nah, all jokes aside, because you really can't go there and get him a um gift that he'd get every month for the whole for the whole year to year. But no, seriously, you can't go wrong. With Loot Crate. You can't go wrong with an Xbox or a PlayStation 4. Either one of those games, because with a game system, 
he's 13. So all his friends are playing games. So he'll be able to interact with them because kids don't go outside anymore. So my your your best bet is to get a game system because right now they're they're so freaking low. I think I seen an Xbox for like $200 brand new. So it's like you can get him an Xbox and he'll be able to play with his friends. He'll be able to stay out the streets. He won't be on no drugs because he'll be too busy playing games. So he can kill hookers and stuff in the video game. So then I gotta go in real life and kill hookers. So you know, you know, yeah. so get, so yeah, so yeah, get him a um, get him an Xbox. And and also start a project with him. That way, it, it is something meaningful and something he'll remember for the rest of his life. Oh, that's um, good. Tell us more because that's actually good. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that that's actually really good. Thank you. <laughs> Dang, just came to clean, just cleaned me up there. She said, I'm talking about Xboxes and trying lootcrate.com backslash Aka Minority. And then you come through like, yo, just get him something memorable. Do a project with him. That way he will always forever cherish it. And then you'll be able to make your own heirlooms that he can then pass down to his brothers and sisters or maybe potential children. Right, because... Okay, let's be real. 13 is around the age where puberty hits, and well, earlier than that sometimes. But Get him a know, hooker then. Because that puberty. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, they're, and they're getting to know themselves and like, you know, a bunch of bullies in school and stuff like that. When you, when you have a project together, you're opening that door for him to talk to you and to feel less... Um, you know, I guess less mother, or, less mother, less mother and son, and more like just two friends working on something. Right, exactly. There you go. I ain't <laughs> tell my, out, I ain't tell, tell my mom shit when I was a young boy. Because <laughs> just see, that's the problem. That's the problem. We, you know, back in the day, even back in the day, people would go and ask their friends for answers because parents were too shy to talk about things openly with their children and children were too shy to open up with their parents so having a project I think would help you know open open that door like that opportunity because it just because so, it honestly just felt because it always just felt embarrassing to ask your parents shit like about sex right. and all that other stuff but yeah we Lawyers, you know how lawyers they they speak the same language language, but they they uh, use terminology to like get the you know get their point across. Yeah. So the, it could be the same way with adults, or even like old R and B songs where they were talking about the same thing, <laughs> you know. But they they use different words. So yeah, parents could do that too. Um, <laughs> you R and B, you know. R.B. songs nowadays can't teach you about sex. Right. Yo, what the hell do these kids... Yo, this is totally off topic. This is totally off topic. But I honestly cannot see anybody playing any of these songs for their girlfriends. Like, what is what is a... I want y'all to tweet me and let me know what the hell is a modern day romance song like don't, I'm not talking about some shit from 
actually um SZA don't make R&B don't make um that type of music either. Not SZA, not SZA, cause Jacquees, I think it's the dude Jacquees, he just remixed the damn Avant song. So it's like, what is some modern original modern beat modern R&B songs that the kids are playing? Like, are they in the bedroom playing Lil Uzi Vert? Push me to the edge. All my friends are dead. I don't really care if you die. I'm not afraid to die. Like what? Like what the fuck are you listening to? Do kids even listen to R? Do kids listen to R and B anymore? Because there's a lot of R and B out here that needs to be consumed. And I don't think like the thirteen man, thirteen year old boy. We was man. I was listening to so much damn jagged edge and the vun. I thought I thought boy, I wanted to be a singer when I was young. <laughs> Your body all over my body, babe. It's your body, baby. Oh, it's your body, baby. Or sex me, baby. I was, boy, I wasn't getting that much sex, but I was. I had the playlist ready. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh. damn, where would the tide come? I ain't going to be playing no damn tape. Oh man! Man, shout, so. shout, shout out to our youth, man. The, these children don't know nothing about that, man. They listen to all this other music where these motherfuckers can't even rap. Rock is dead and all this other shit. Y'all can't even. Y'all can't. Y'all can't enjoy life like we do. Playing Green Day. Oh man, <laughs> Fallout Boy. I'm going down, down, really, really go round. Sugar, we're going down, swinging. I'll be another one. Okay, is he saying a loaded gun complex cocking and pulling? Or is he saying a guy like complex cocking and pulling? Like, which one is he actually saying on that song? On Sugar We Going Down by Fallout Boy? That's one of my favorite songs. It's kind of creepy, though, because he goes, Am I more than you barking for? Yeah. Oh, tonight I'm watching you two from the closet Wishing to be the friction in your jeans Isn't it messed up? I am just dying to be here Yo, since everybody want to remix songs I said remix Sugar I'm going down And just put that shit out on an R&B On an R&B On an R&B beat Like a heart. Yo, I love Fallout Boy. My man. Last year's wishes are this year's apologies. And yo, that's Issa right there. Last year's wishes is this year's apologies. Every time I come home. I'm joking. Yo, Issa, don't call me out like you did them dudes on Twitter because I was joking. This dude, yo, it was these dudes on Twitter. This dude on Twitter, right? He said, "Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did." It was a dude on Twitter. He said, "I just finished watching East Insecure." Issa is fine, right? He said, "Issa is beautiful." So the dude go, "Oh, you just got done watching the series?" <laughs> then he goes, "Yes." Then she go, "Then he go, oh, rate her, and she better not be a ten, like." What like right is like it was so first of all why you out here rating women secondly no no you didn't tell this nigga not to be not she better not be a ten when you was one of the ugliest dudes I've ever seen in my life it's always them ugly dudes being hyper aggressive with women Thompson rate her and she better not be a ten like why why he gotta rate her he just said she's beautiful then he was like nah my so he keeps going so the dude tried to ignore that he said nah dog she in a ten she's like a hundred or some shit so then Issa she retweets it like niggas. 
and then puts the um the the screaming the yelling emoji and put I'm right here. <laughs> like basically like putting the nigga like putting them on blast, but I feel bad for the other dude because the other dude was just saying you beautiful. So then he like got caught up in the other in the ugly dude's mess. The ugly dude then drove the nug- the, the regular dude into his mess cuz he saw some rate her and she better not be a 10. Like nigga, what? A lot of people will tweet negative things for, to celebrities to kind of like get a response. Because if it's if you notice, if it's positive stuff, celebrities don't really, you know, not all of them, but some of them. Basically, don't, um, all of them. Yeah. So, but if it's negative, oh yeah, like Chris Brown. You know, other people they fight. <laughs> yo, I yo, I have not seen Chris's Brown's um Twitter replies and that. I don't follow Chris Brown. I don't follow a lot of celebrities. I noticed that. I just follow. I follow the celebrities that give you insight of shit. Because why? Because why? Answer. Because I think Issa Rae is one of the very most creative minds of our generation. Yeah. I would love to work with her. Because that's how good she is. She gets people to like interact with her show. But also while you're watching the show, she'll say, oh, we wanted to use this song right here to symbolize this, that, and the third. Because if y'all remember, a lot of y'all probably weren't paying attention. And y'all probably think we just love Solange. I mean, SZA so fucking much. But she played that SZA. Why you fucking? It's like, it's like why, you, why you here when you know you don't? Why you messing with me when you know you don't want me? And that was before Lawrence came over and hit it like, and you know, hit it and ran off like plies. Right. So a lot of people didn't. So a lot of people didn't catch. She didn't even make reference to that, but a lot of people didn't catch that. Like, it's a lot of symbolism in her show. Look at like the, the classic man there. Yeah, she had. <laughs> she made the classic man into a savage. That nigga hit it and quit it. Nigga's like, yeah. And guy too who I think he's a comedian I don't even know to my um the dude with the dude with the um the dude all the dudes she was um going on the dates with the quick dates with in season two they are all internet personalities because you have Dustin from the friend zone he and he he probably he probably looked at his scene like I'm looking good as fuck girl uh-huh I ain't I, I ain't I, I'm looking at myself I ain't looking at you so you know you got Dustin from the friend zone you got um King I forgot his like I forgot his name, but he makes the um he makes the funny Facebook YouTube videos and you have another internet personality. So all three of them were like internet personalities. Mm-hmm. So it's like she That's does a lot cool. right? So it's like mm-hmm. it's internet dating, then you use internet personality. Issa Issa, like I said, Issa Ray is a very creative person. And I like and the, another thing I like about the show is that she didn't make herself the hero. She's not the hero on the show. She took a situation where nobody would have questioned anything. Twitter probably would have honestly liked it the other way if Lawrence was the one cheating and being trash. Because, you know, men bashing is a very popular thing to do. But she decided to put her as the person that's cheating and doing fucking up. Like she didn't make this was she didn't make her she didn't make a because again both of them have flaws but she decided to give both character flaws because she easily could just not gave her character any flaws met her superwoman had Lawrence cheat on her and it's like Twitter would have exploded with motherfucker you been you been out of work for four years and this woman held you down and you just gonna cheat so she could have easily went that route and nobody would have blinked the eye but she decided to be more creative and let this shit play out 
in a different way, which is which which is why she should have been nominated. She should have honestly been nominated for an Emmy herself, but she wasn't, and that's totally cool because she's we still watching her show. She's still amazing. She's still an amazing person. You know, she gonna have us. She gonna have us as a special guest on the episode. Yes. <clears throat> you know. <laughs> Into Speak that shit into existence, or fuck it, we can do a show together. We can write a show together. I don't. So it's like we can. She got um. She can have us come. She can actually have us come write, do some writing for her. She actually does um fruit fruit university or fruit you. It's a podcast series, storytelling podcast where she talks about what um it tells the story. This dude is on there. It's a fictional character, but he talks about how he's um he lives he lives a down low life and he's like in the NFL. It's a very it's a very good story. Like I, I see I listened to episode one. I think the episodes are like eighteen minutes long, fifteen minutes long. They're pretty short, so you can get through season one really quick. It's a um fruit you is on itunes i don't know right now it's on um soundcloud but i know season one is out season two is you have to go to stitcher to see season two but i haven't ran through the whole thing but shit yeah she got a lot of stuff going on like she's very creative and talented shout out to easter shout out to her i fucks with Um, but yo okay we shit yeah let's go ahead let's go ahead and get to the next this is what happens on the awkward minority, baby. We just we bear our track, but um, okay. Let's get to the next. Let's get to the next question, please. Okay, so making the basketball team by miles, mostly for Jesus. Hey. Trying, <laughs> trying to make the sophomore basketball team. Any advice to impress coaches? Already feel like I'm working harder than everybody. No. Backstory, not super necessary, but wanted to let you know if they were interested. I'm a 15-year-old sophomore, average height 5'9", at a school that has a very well-known basketball program. My grade is essentially talented, having three kids starting on varsity as freshmen. I made the freshman team barely. Everything always came so easy to these other kids, whereas me, I struggled for every point I scored and wasn't very confident. At some point, about halfway through the season, something snapped in me. I realized how much better I was than I thought and started playing like it. Long story short, this mindset worked. I moved up from being on the worst team to the middle team. When I did good on the middle team, I even got to play on the top team for one game. I was voted most improved, which was awesome at the end of the season, which is was a nice boost in confidence. It is now the off season. I'm doing AAU plus camps run by my high school coaches. I am already showing up two hours before camp and the coaches see this. What else could I do? I am not certain that I will make the team and I have worked my butt off to get where I am and I need to make this team. Advice? Hey, how you doing, man? Um, Congratulations on having aspirations of making the basketball team first and foremost. Because that, that, that honestly takes that honestly takes courage to try to try out for a team. So with that being said, my best advice is don't don't try too hard. That's one thing a lot of people did when I play basketball, which is which is pretty cool. Like hum, humble brag, because 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 if I don't know a lot of uh, just give some backstory to my backstory. In case y'all haven't never listened to the podcast, 
I played um, freshman year. I played varsity. I played varsity all four years at high school. So I was pretty good at basketball. But the thing that makes you stand out is just not trying to do too much. Like a lot of people, they'll go to like like you said. You come. You already come to the. You already come to workouts in the summer two hours early to get your shots up. The coach. The coach is aware that you can play basketball. Or they're not aware that you can play basketball, but we're gonna we're gonna err on the side of optimism and say that you're good at basketball. You're good, so we're gonna say you're good. So the coaches already know you're good. So with that being said, when the tryouts come and when y'all working out, you're gonna be able to do the drills and do the, and get your shots up. You're gonna be able to get your shots up. You're gonna be able to dribble. You're gonna be able to take the charge. You're gonna be able to um do the suicides. You're gonna be able to show. You're gonna be able to show that you have every ability to play basketball. So when the scrimmage comes around. When the scrimmage truly comes around, and this is gonna sound, this is gonna sound crazy. That's why I made sure I emphasize all this other stuff. When the scrimmage come around, just play basketball. Don't worry about getting a shot up. If you don't have an available shot, do not take a shot. If you pass the whole damn time, then you just pass the whole damn time. Like just play good defense. Make precision passes. Make passes to lead your man. Like I don't know a position you play. If you play point guard, one thing I fucking hate when it came to playing point guard is the is what was the backup when the backup would play he would run to a fucking corner when you play point guard you bring the ball up the court you start at the top of the court that way you can see the whole floor show that you have that vision pass the ball and immediately go to make a pick like show that you are a team player because if you just get out there and you chuck the ball up 30 times it don't matter if you make all 30 shots you are no you're not a team player I don't want you on my team if all you're gonna do is shoot. Because all you're gonna because every shot's not gonna win. So it's like if all you do is shoot, that means you're not getting the team involved. So you're you're not you're not participating in a team sport. You're just trying to be Kobe Bryant. Everybody can't be Kobe Bryant. Because even Kobe Bryant was Kobe Bryant until he got a little until he got a little clout in the league. So it's like you need to go out there and you need to pass the ball and you need to play a solid game of basketball. That's picks. That's you know, that's picks, that's calling out screens, that's you know, congratulate. You know, bigging up your teammates. Letting your teammate know, go like, hey, go right here. You know, don't go right. You know, don't stay right there. And move. You know, be a vocal coach. You need to be an extension of the coach on the floor. Play basketball. Play die for the ball. Play defense. Jump for rebounds. All all type of because all type of stuff go into it. So that's the best advice I can give you is to play basketball. Like it sounds, it sounds cliche, but just. Take the take shots and take take every opportunity when it's open for you. Don't force anything because when you're forcing shit, it comes off when you're forcing it. So don't force it. Be very calm about it. They already know you. They done seen you play. Don't worry about me. When I was in high school, I was already on varsity as a freshman. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Those other freshmen being on varsity ain't got shit to do with you either. You play your game because. You might be the one to make it to the NBA. You might get some college offers. You might get some college offers, and then you might go to the NBA because everybody in the NBA, I can guarantee you right now, they all wasn't they all wasn't um on the varsity team in their sophomore year. So just do you. Just play your game because it sucked. Right. It sucked because it sucked being on the varsity as a freshman because you had to. <laughs> you you got to actually play too much. I remember because you could. I think we was allowed. We was allowed to play like two quarters in the freshman games. So we'll play two quarters. I play two quarters in the freshman game, and then I got then I got start on the varsity. So man, that shit was tiring. It then and then you got more pressure on you because it's like 
damn, you know, why this, why this little mint? Because I'm short. I'm short. So just imagine me in ninth grade. So it's like, why this little motherfucking midget on the damn team? So it's like, just do you. Because everything that glitters is not gold. Because I enjoy playing on the varsity. But at the same time, don't be envious of that. Because if God wanted that to be in your place, then he'll put you in that position. And, and also, you know, you even, you even answered it yourself when you changed your mindset. Because I don't care how talented you are. If you have a terrible attitude towards it, it's going to mess your whole entire game up. Only, you know, because the, the mind is that powerful. So that goes for anything in life. If you have a bad attitude about it, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's not going to work out for you. Exactly. But you saw how you changed your mindset and things quickly changed. And, and you know, I'm proud of you for doing that. And play every game as if, you know, you got scouts out there uh, watching you. <laughs> just play to your. Just be a team. That's that's the best. That's the best thing you can do is be a team player. You can't. You can't come in. You can't come in the environment and just be you, you, you. Especially in high school because people pick up on that. Coaches, coaches. Because a lot of coaches, I think when we had our scrimmages, the coach didn't even watch the scrimmage because he already knew previously what everybody was going to do. And damn it, if they didn't do it. I remember doing a scrimmage, especially in ninth grade, I didn't even shoot the damn ball. I was out there dropping dimes, you know, being a stench. I was yelling, you know, like, yo, you just, so we just not going to get it back on defense? Like, you know, I was being, I was, I was being aggressive in the, in the team sense. Like, come on, we could do this type shit. Because everybody else, when you passing the ball, no matter if they're open or not, they're forcing a shot. So it's like, show that you're willing to not take a shot. By not by not take not forcing one. You're probably, if you get an open shot, by all means, if it's within your range of shooting, take it. But don't get the ball and then you dancing with the ball for like eighteen thousand hours and then you shoot it in brick. Because that's one. I remember my uh, my friend my friends um my friend's dad. It was like seventh grade. He was like he had pulled me aside. He was like, "Yeah, you really good at basketball. But why are you always fucking dancing?" And I was like, I'm I'm like in seventh grade, cause I'm like, what? So I'm 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 hurt. He done hurt my damn feelings. I'm like, what? He like, every time every time you get the ball, you want to dance, you want to cross. He said you can't cross everybody to fuck up, okay? Everybody can't be crossed up. He said you spend twenty. He said you spend twenty seconds crossing people up. Then we only got four seconds left to shoot the ball. How that gonna fucking work? So. So it's like, if somebody give you criticism, take it. Because he had a point. I used to try to go for an and one move every fucking play. It's 7th grade. And one was popping. I get the ball. I'm trying to shake you out your socks. I used to try to embarrass people. So then, come 8th grade come around. I ain't going to say what happened to 8th grade. Because they're going to really, make you really sick. You're going to be like, this motherfucker been playing varsity forever. Like we wouldn't even. That was. I don't even know where not other um, states do that. Cause in eighth grade you could play varsity too. Oh man. We get. You can do it. And we want a jersey, y'all. Want a jersey? When you get on the team, send us a jersey or a t-shirt or some shit. We want some t-shirts. We want to wrap team miles up in this motherfucker. We were like, yeah, we repping Team Miles. Just to be clear, I didn't start in 8th grade on the varsity. I just played a couple games. 
because they were having that shit. I was I was really little then. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like so it's like you you got this miles. We're rooting for you. Send us some game film. Yeah. We would happily share it because we're a family here. We rooting for we rooting for you. You're 15 years old. Wow. And I really appreciate you listening to this podcast at 15. Right, exactly. That's pretty. That's. I don't think. Yeah, we didn't have podcasts around when we was fifteen. Yo, so that's. I commend you for even. These kids don't understand. Well, he probably understands, but a lot of these kids don't understand this technology that is at their fingertips. Were not available to us when we were younger. Then we. When, when I was fifteen, I think we had. I think we had. Fa- we. I, we had face. We had MySpace. Cause you had to remember you had to have a college ID. You remember you had to have a college email to have Facebook when it first came out, and it was like select colleges. So I didn't have no Facebook, cause it was still it was like fifteen. So it's like, anyway, I want to end the podcast on a super positive note. Actually, this ain't even the end of the podcast, cause I want to talk about something like this. We have we have a special awkward meal for you. For me? Yeah, for you. <laughs> Cause I seen okay. that we, cause I seen that we had the one for, for um, Miles was talking to me. So since I seen we had that one, I took it upon myself to, to reach out to the Awkward Misfits to see that they have any questions for you. So this one comes from Jennifer. Jennifer is oh. a, sp- you ready? Okay, hi Jennifer. Jennifer is a aspiring poet. She would like to know. Where do you find the confidence to write your amazing your amazing work? Oh. <laughs> um, shout out to you, Jennifer, for pursuing poetry. Poetry is so beautiful because that's the language of expression and um, of art. So I'm, I'm really glad that you're pursuing it. Uh, where do I find the confidence in writing my poetry? Um, honestly, I allow my spirit to step outside of myself and put myself in other people's shoes. So when I write it, I'm really feeling other people's, um, you know, experiences and I allow that passion of how it made me feel come out. And it, it, I guess it seems like confidence, but it's really passion. Um, so yeah, I, I hope I hope that helps. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you for the question. Look at you inspiring the next generation of writers. And also, be sure to get Lady Godiva's Cold Front available on all streaming services and music stores. So go down, go out there and download Lady Godiva's Cold Front. But yeah, I want to, I want to end this. We're running, we're running. Y'all, y'all gonna enjoy this podcast because it's extra long today. But this is how. But I want to end it on this. I have fell in love with a TV show that I that I've been meaning to watch for seven weeks. So I had to talk about it on the podcast this week. TNT has a new TNT has a show called Claws, and it stars the amazing Niecy Nash and Karuchi. 
Have you heard about this oh, show? It's 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 called Claws, and basically, Niecy Nash runs a salon, and she runs a salon, but she launders money for her boyfriend Roller. Okay. Roller, Roller's like a, 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 a Roller's like the 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 white version of Kodak Black, basically, because he got gold. He look he look trash. But like he, he's like one of those muscle. Actually, he's not like Kodak Black. Kodak Black is not muscly. But like Roller's like swole. He's like a meathead because he's he's swole. He's like little a little swole dude, whatever. He fucking need. I guess he fucking Nishi Nash, right? But he ain't got no mind to himself. But anyway, <laughs> long story short, the the show is amazing. It's on T. It's on TNT. It comes on Sundays at nine. I know that's the time Game of Thrones come on, so more than likely I'm gonna start start, you know, recording. I ain't gonna lie to you, I'm recording because Game of Thrones take top priority because we join the Misfits on Sundays to talk about Game of Thrones. If y'all want to talk about ballers, we can also talk about ballers because I love ballers, and we also talk about Insecure. So that takes top priority. But what I'm asking of y'all is to like record Claws because that show is amazing. This is how amazing it is. I never, I remember people were saying that Karuchi's going to be on it or whatever, but I never really noticed what Karuchi looks like because I don't follow her. I don't really get involved in the drama that Chris Brown brings her. I, I don't know the girl. She seemed like a, you know, so I don't know nothing about her. But from watching the show, I have very much. Feel that she's an incredible actor because I didn't even know who she was on the screen. I just noticed that it was some Korean looking girl, but I'm like, when when is Karuchi gonna be on the show? <laughs> and then it hit me. I was like, wait, Karuchi, it's it's the Virginia girl. So she's an amazing, she's an amazing actress, and everybody should check it out. It's on TNT. It comes on Sundays at nine o'clock. So people should make sure they check that on out. Because it's worth watching. It's called Claws. They they laundering money out the um out the nail salon. Nice. All right. Got a lot of shows to talk about. A lot of damn shows, but we just need to have a group chat. Y'all y'all on the Facebook where we just talk shit. But yeah, we'll catch y'all next week. Good night.